Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you can be in. everyone and welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always is Sam Chung. Hello, it is great to be back. Um, we've been away for some time recovering from watching this terrible movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we had to, no, this that's not true. We had a lot of stuff going on. And so it's been a couple weeks, and we thought we'd come back with a big splash. We're like, what's better than one duff, two duffs? <laughs> and now I wish that I had had no duffs. <laughs> I feel like you're burying the lead a little bit. Am I? <laughs> we got married. We did, yes. <laughs> That's why you're being so like vague. Like we like. <laughs> yes, we went on a trip. <laughs> And we got married. No, I did not need that <laughs> reaction. You know, not that one. Um, well, I don't even know what else I have. Um, oh, Sam. <laughs> Are we new and improved and different? Yeah, we're different. So that happened. That was nice. Yes, we did that. Was that. A good time. Yeah, we killed it. <laughs> Yeah, and so that's where we have been. So it's been a couple weeks away, but now we're back and we're you before we left, you teased you had a great idea for us. And that was to watch the when was this movie made? Two thousand five? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. And that was to watch the two thousand six feature film Material Girls. Uh no relation to the song, but they do use the song. And yes, they cover it, of course. <laughs> of, co- of course. Uh, I feel like we knew that it wasn't going to be a great movie. And, and this was based on, you know, just reviews that I've seen over time. I'd never seen the film, but I think you you said you have seen this. Yes, I bought it with an iTunes gift card back in the day and then thought it was a waste of an iTunes gift card. so that was a mistake i made okay and then you were like yeah let's watch it now again yeah i mean i feel like we're really digging we're like bottom of the barrel at this point yes and it's just like why not as hillary duff once said oh god (laughs) why not put you through this but before was the time you bought it on itunes like the first time you had watched it yes oh okay i don't remember seeing it in a theater even though it did release in theaters it grossed 11.4 million is that good or bad uh well how much was the budget it doesn't say here hold on would that be on wikipedia um it would probably be on imdb well according to wikipedia the budget was 15 million so i would say no so not that was <laughs> so that was not great <laughs> 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 that feels 
That feels appropriate. I mean, 11.4 million, I feel like tough hill to climb, but you know, a lot of Oscar movies, they're, they don't make a lot of like box office success, but they sometimes get the acclaim and that's, you know, that's how it goes. But this was not one of those films. This was neither. There is like so much to say and nothing at all, all at once. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Sometimes I watch these movies that we've been watching and I just wonder, like, I think about these people now, 15 to 20 years later, and I just just wonder, like, are they proud of this? (laughs) Are you embarrassed? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, are they glad that they did this, that that we now have this and that it's in the universe forever? Forever. It will never leave. (laughs) This is something that people will always remember. I would argue that not a lot of people remember this movie in all fairness. I would argue the opposite because someone from my work, upon learning that I did this podcast, was like, are you going to do Material Girls with Haley Duff now that you've finished uh, Lizzie McGuire? So, you know, people are clearly thinking about this. The people want it. The The people have spoken. The people have... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the people... The people have spoken and... Uh, they're wrong. No one wants this. And it's like, I want to say it had potential. Honestly, I need to I need to verify this with a rewatch. No, I'm not watching this again. No, 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 not of this. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back it up. I don't mean of this movie. <laughs> there is a DCOM movie, though, starring the Mashaka sisters, Allie and AJ, called Cowbells. And it is kind of like a similar like poor little rich girl story, but they actually have to like go and work on a farm. It's Uh more like, um, I feel like I might've talked about this on the podcast before. It's more of like the Disney Channel take on The Simple Life. Okay. Like the Paris and Nicole Uh show. Did you understand what I meant? Yes. Of course. Paris is in love now. (laughs) I think I, you think I'm unaware of Paris so now part of me wants to watch Cowbells and then compare it to this movie. I don't think it will be, it will definitely not be as cringy because it's a, it's a decom. If anything, it'll be a bit more saccharine in the way that decoms tend to be. But nevertheless. I don't know. It's hard to watch. Like, I feel like so much content about absurdly rich people now is a little bit like tongue in cheek satirical. Like we j- we are obviously watching Succession right now along with everybody else. Yes. And and the White Lotus. The White Lotus. We just fin- we just uh, caught up on Search Party. I feel like all these shows are they I feel like there's like an understanding and I feel like among viewers too, there's like an understanding of like how ridiculous this is. But in this movie, I don't know. I mean, obviously I feel like there is that as well, but it was also just so maybe it was just bad writing. It was like the writing was bad. So it was hard to get behind. I don't know what made this different than the other ones, but something was off. Oh, it's like the fact that this movie oozes white privilege and they take themselves so seriously and they feel like they are being wronged so deeply on like a $60 million per person buyout of their company. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's like the, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because in these other worlds, like the rich people like tend to stay in their worlds. There's not like an infiltration of like uh, different... you know uh avenues and um resources that are only available that only exist to help like underprivileged people 
But here it's like they are forced out of their world and they're still very rich, but they still want to exploit resources that are for less privileged people. It just makes it feel icky. Well, they maintain that yeah. they're not rich but because they clear- it's all company money. <laughs> but they are. They're just so stupid that they don't realize they're still rich. <laughs> I know, as they have probably like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in jewelry. They and literally like, give away their car. Like they're, they, <laughs> they're giving away their assets. Like, yeah. <laughs> they burn down their house. They burn down the house. <laughs> but yeah, like, there's... All- I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure they had stock options that they could sell. Like... <laughs> And yeah, I'm, it's and, like even so, in succession when they're at like a low point, there is still there are still resources to exploit. Oh yeah, they are using their connections that they've made. They're they're you know um, leveraging like multi million dollar buyouts and and stuff like that, and like selling off assets and buying assets and finding private cap like uh, private equity solutions. Uh, this movie is like. I, and it's a little bit excusable for Tansy, the Hillary Duff character, who's literally still in high school. I'm at a loss as far as Ava, the Haley Duff character, is concerned. <laughs> like, what does she do? Like, what was she doing before this? What was her life? Like, is she employed by the company or does she just... I, I don't know what she does. She just... They're just heiresses. What do she, you mean? She just follows um, Mick around. She's just rich. And she's the <laughs> face of their latest campaign. Like they're like model slash spokespeople for the company. I guess. if, But that's the thing. Like if she wanted to be a model, like why is she only modeling for this one company? <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. There is a lot about this movie that does not make sense and has aged very poorly. Because like you said, in content about rich people now, for the most part, there's like a level of self-awareness in the like on the back end. Mm -hmm. And here it's just there is none. (laughs) There is absolutely no self-awareness. No. (laughs) And on top of that, the so there's a there's a bunch of like forced uh, romantic relationships. That did not need to happen there. That that develop, you know, way too fast. (laughs) And Not for no all. reason. <laughs> there was no character development in terms of the romantic arcs. It was just like, you're hot, I'm hot. Yeah. That is all. Let's be together. Let's be together. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the plot overall also was just like very simple. I don't know. I it, Maybe it was just me, but I kind of always had the suspicion that it was the the villain was who we suspected it would who it ended up being. Oh yeah, it was extremely There weren't that many choices. It's extremely <laughs> pointed. Yeah. Yeah. Should we just jump in with a with a brief description and do our thing? Yeah, can we Did you pull a review up? Did I see you had pulled up a review? Yes, I have the Times review, the oh, New York okay. Times review and I have the Rotten Tomatoes page up. Oh, okay. Which, well, should we maybe we should do the synopsis first and then we can dive into a review. Yes. 4% on Rotten Four Tomatoes. 4 single digits, 4%. I think that's the lowest of any film we've watched. That we've watched. But here's the thing, like sometimes things get like a bad or I guess a rotten uh critical score. This one also has a rotten like audience score and that's a double whammy. Yeah, 44%. <laughs> yeah. For the for the audience score. It's like for example, 
a prior a prior movie we covered, Raise Your Voice. Yes. Fifteen percent critical rotten. score. Seventy one percent audience score. Yeah, that's like you. You were like, I don't care what the critics say. I <laughs> I enjoyed Raise Your Voice. <laughs> I enjoyed this Christian propaganda that I did not understand was happening as a ten year old. Yeah, you liked it. <laughs> Bless my little Jewish heart. <laughs> okay. So movie info. Material girls. Released in theaters on August 18th, 2006, had a wide release, which makes the box office gross even more abysmal. In this movie, two sibling cosmetic heiresses must grow up quickly when a company scandal leaves them penniless, though it is tempting to follow the advice of their board of directors and sell out to their biggest competitor. The gals decide to take matters into their own hands and save the company that their father built from scratch. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> when you read this, there are, like, pieces here that are compelling, right? Sure. Like, in theory, in better hands. I mean, yeah, maybe if there was, like, a bigger plot, and I don't mean, like, a plot, like, plot, plot. I mean, like, a, a scheme, uh, you know, uh, the circumstance of the takeover was darker. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this movie, I think... Tonally, it wasn't sure what it wanted to be. Yeah. Because it really feels like a departure for Hillary Duff in terms of there's definitely like she has, you would imagine her Lizzie McGuire audience is still following her through her early film career. I certainly was. But the content in this movie was a bit more like mature and suggestive, but it held itself back from being more of like, a darker comedy or like more suspenseful. Yeah. Was this rated PG? Was this a PG movie? Yes. PG for rude humor and language. Mm, yes. Wild. <laughs> Especially considering some of the, some of the scenes. Ugh. So yeah, I just think that like this movie wasn't sure who it was targeting, like what it wanted to be really mm -hmm. because they still wanted to keep it PG for the 10-year-olds who are, were obsessed with Hillary Duff. But uh, but I think that that was a disservice to this movie. Yeah. I, no, I would agree. Should I pull up a few, a few takes? Yeah, please. Ooh, this one's fun from the Chicago Reader. Under the circumstances, Angelica Houston and Lucas Haas manage not to embarrass themselves, but only because they're pretending to be in a different movie. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Empire Magazine, Bessie, patronizing and tonally confused, this vanity project, time to coincide with Hillary Duff's perfume launch, quite frankly, stinks. Ooh. Ooh. That was a good pun. I didn't, wait, since, were you aware of, I didn't know she had a perfume line. She had an everything line. <laughs> she had everything and I had it all. You had said perfume line? Yeah, With Love by Hillary Duff. With Love. Wow. Okay. That's one of that was also tied into her her album or what there that was like a single on one of her albums. Just do it with love. Okay. Now now a viral TikTok I, because of the dance. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, you do. It's the video that Jermaine showed us of her dancing. Oh. <laughs> yes, of the today the today show montage that Jermaine sent us. Yes. 
It was bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Of course. Of course. I also pulled up the New York Times review and the headline is in material girls those daffy duff sisters play rich daffy sisters that's a little and i I don't like that i don't like that new york times daffy duff like jesus christ that's not okay yeah i mean overall overall bad the villain a greedy corporate man of some sort isn't very fleshed out but it's hard to believe that he's any worse than the two self-serving appearance obsessed protagonists with whom the film asks young girls everywhere to identify (laughs) yeah Haley and sister hillary duff just don't have the comedy stylings to sell this half-baked story of heiress sisters battling to save their dad's cosmetic empire from ruin i mean i feel like few people could there's so many things that happen in this movie that are just like a bad look like them going to live at their housekeeper's house and then for some reason the housekeeper is like oh It's not like you're my employer, but I love you. (laughs) Yeah, the way that it, that whole thing with, um, her name's Inez. I know it took a long time to get it. I know you probably did not get it at all. I didn't get it at all. (laughs) But the whole, the whole thing with her was very not great. I, I find it a little bit confounding when films use Spanish in a way that's very like stereotypical. Mm-hmm. It was just like, let's pepper in a little bit of Spanish here and there to make it seem diverse. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand what was happening with, with her character. Like, I think if Inez is the protagonist of the story, she's trying to like extort these girls for everything they're worth. Oh geez, you just made her a villain. Yes, <laughs> wouldn't you be the villain if you had to work for these assholes? Like, um... I, I don't know, but I probably wouldn't be like, I, I don't know, like subsidizing their life when they're worth like millions of dollars and they have like yeah, clear outs. She treats them like surrogate daughters and it seems very unearned to me because they don't treat her particularly well. Yeah. At all. No. All that and more. I guess let's just dive in. I really want to keep this tight. Me too. <laughs> so the movie begins with. Hillary and Haley's cover of Material Girls. Why did I just say it like that? (laughs) (laughs) I can't talk. Um, As the music for this advertisement that they are the faces of, words like clean, fresh, pure pop up on the screen during this title sequence. Yeah, I mean, part of me is like, how could Madonna let this happen? But then we just watched WE on the crown and I know exactly how it could happen. (laughs) Yes, and this is how we meet the Marchetta sisters. Ava, who is played by Haley, and Tansy, who is played by Hillary. Yeah, um, I physically, it hurt my fingers to write out Tansy every time. And I can't <laughs> explain why. Like, no one is named Tansy. And it just felt, I it literally, like, impeded my note-taking process having to type out Tansy because that's not where my fingers want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That like happens. Ava, fine, super quick. Tansy, like I don't know. I have to like get my pinky over to the Z. Uh, yeah, no, just so rude, Ru- so rude of. It's honestly, yeah, it honestly is inconsiderate of them to do that to me. Yes. So then, first actual scene is them at a club because that's what they do as socialites. 
Tansy didn't even want to go out on a Thursday. She wanted to be home doing her chemistry homework. Nor should she be allowed in the club as like a 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just, I, I, they, 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 they go to so much effort to clearly make her like a high school student. And like, then put her in situations <laughs> that are concerning. Like at one point she ends up in jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, would she go to jail? I'm not, I guess so, but like, uh, I don't know. Yes, they really do establish like she is applying for college. She wants to go to college. I don't know. I'm, conf- I'm, there's a lot to say. We'll get there. So we get some really weird stylistic choices in this movie too. Like as they're moving through the club, the, there's like these like boxes of different like people and action happening and it just starts like, scrolling like panning yeah how would you describe this uh i just wrote scrolly montage (laughs) (laughs) perfect yeah we learn here that ava has a boyfriend nay a fiance named mick who is on what i'm assuming is a reality show called long island kind of like a proto jersey shore Mm-hmm. When did Jersey Shore start? Was this supposed to be like a Jersey Shore parody? It feels I'm, like a little early. It does feel a little bit early. And I feel like if Jersey Shore had been a thing, they could have mentioned it because they did drop American Idol multiple times in this movie. That's true. Yeah, Jersey Shore didn't start until 2009. Yeah. This was the inception of Jersey Shore, though. Oh, Long geez. Island. Yeah. Some random girl runs up to him and is like, are you Mick from Long Island? And he signs her abs. And Ava feels weird about that. I mean, as she probably should. Yeah. Um, and we learn that they are just days away from publicly announcing their engagement. Do we get a sense of how old Ava is supposed to be? Like early 20s? I guess. I mean, obviously she's older than Tansy. It doesn't seem like she went to college. So I guess she could be in her like very early 20s. Or she could be maybe... No, I guess early 20s is right. Yeah, maybe she's turning 21 and that's why the trustee situation is about to expire. Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, that would have been great for them to say that. That would be, I know, <laughs> um, this is all conjecture on my part because the plot stuff is very thin and like not well explained in terms of the business. Although like why the trustee would go to that guy and not the mom, I don't know. We'll get to the mom. It sounds like the mom kind of is just not in the picture. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, oh, they're so poor. Go be with your mom. Jeez. Like. Not at all. Not at all addressed. Um, Also in the scene, we get some random unnecessary Spice Girl shade. (laughs) Yeah. From Tansy. Um, Ava tells Tansy, we are the face of Marchetta and the face of Marchetta does not study chemistry. Like Ava's just here to really just like punch down on Tansy and like any of her ambitions. Yeah. Um, I don't really understand. We'll get more into this, but I don't understand Ava as a character. Like Tansy, I, I get her. She feels a bit more well-developed to me in terms of like what she wants. But like Ava is just such a, chaotic gremlin (laughs) (laughs) and like i love chaos don't get me wrong but like she just makes no sense i need a motivated chaotic gremlin like i need to understand why no that's fair yeah there's uh 
I, I, I hesitate to say this, but it's like, it seems like Haley Duff didn't even vet this role. She was like, wait, they want me to be in a movie? <laughs> oh I'm my in. God. <laughs> I'm in. I'll do it. This is my moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Her like, first and last chance. <laughs> and I feel like Hillary could have been, Hillary has a little bit more sway of like, this character needs a little bit more for me. <laughs> And she got a little bit more. Not know, a lot more, almost, a little bit it's more. It's almost like, did Hillary do Haley dirty here? For not, like, having her back? <laughs> yeah, that's my conjecture. <laughs> this is all pure speculation. We are talking about these two real people as if they are fictional characters right now. Yes. Please don't come for us, Duffs. So then we cut from the club to their mansion. We see Tansy filling out a UCLA application on paper which was funny, and texting on a sidekick. Uh, the prompt for the essay is, who is the person who has influenced her most? And this is where we get a snapshot into her most prized possession, one video of her dad providing treatment to this random woman. Yes, it's like a TiVo'd special. It's like a QVC type, like... Forget home videos, where she might be a part of them. This, this is the prized possession. The, you know, how-to video featuring her father. Yes, because she wants to be a chemist and she just wants to, you know, make great skincare products like her dad. I'm really convinced at this point that Hillary Duff has voiceovers written into her contracts. There must contractually be at least one Hillary Duff VO yeah. in every movie. No, I believe that. Because we get it here. Um, we get some backstory on her dead dad. Unclear how he died, right? Did we get the backstory on how he dies? Uh, I don't think so. No, he's just he's just dead, and he's been dead for two years, I think we get. I could be making that up, too. I think sometimes when there's not a lot of substance in a movie, I just inject my own. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I have no idea where you're getting this two years from. You have just made this. <laughs> you fully just made this up. <laughs> Well, I'm a writer. What can I say? <laughs> then in the kitchen, we meet Inez, the housekeeper who works for them. She wants to, you know, make some food for them, but Ava doesn't need real food. She needs a cleanse. She just wants some hot water with cayenne pepper and lemon. There's a lot of problematic body image stuff in this movie in terms of their relationship to food. And being like praised for being skinny and just all of that lovely stuff that gave all of the children watching these movies body dysmorphia. So I mean, we love that. It's a it's a movie about the beauty industry. Obviously, that is going to be the case. It doesn't. Is it obvious? It shouldn't be obvious. In two thousand six. In two thousand six, it's obvious. <laughs> yes. But it's always disappointing because um, then we cut right to. Sorry, hold on. I was jumped ahead. Ava wants to delete these TiVo recordings that mean a lot to Tansy for no real reason. Um, there's a lot of just like conflict between them that just pops up out of nowhere <laughs> and then just like really quickly resolves. And this was the first time. Well, my conjecture is that probably because it's weird for her to watch this movie when there's a library full of family videos. But everybody grieves in their own way, and it just felt very um, insensitive of Ava. It almost felt like Ava had, like, no emotion. Uh, yeah. About her dad, and it, all of it was in Tansy. 
I mean, but that's also then it like flips on a dime because then there's like a surprise memorial. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, where did that and come they, from? And they just like they just cry uncontrollably. Especially Tansy, though. Yeah. Ava's fiance also in this scene sends her her engagement ring in the mail. That was weird, right? I mean, the whole engagement thing is weird. Like, why are they waiting to announce, you know? Because they're public figures. They can't just get engaged. It's not about love. Oh it's about God. it's about public opinion. Okay. Then they get in their red Mercedes and they drive it on over to Marchetta to the company offices. Some Some dude parks their car for them. It's very clear right away that Tansy thinks this guy is hot. There's like lingering looks. Um, we get more gross food stuff um, because the guy we learn is Tommy, who in, who kind of greets them, immediately tells them that they're too thin and they need food. And like, he's not wrong, but it's also like, there's nothing I hate more than men commenting on women's bodies. Just like, full stop. Yeah. We also meet Jaden, the intern, and I feel like there's definitely some like unexplored things about Jaden, the intern. She's weirdly obsessed with Tansy, and it's never addressed. That could be a really compelling story, too. <laughs> it seems like she's just had like nose reconstruction to make her nose look more like Tansy. <laughs> yeah, she she has a no, she had a nose job. She's her nose yeah. is all bandaged and splinted up. See, there's just so many ways that this and could Jayden, be like a horror slash thriller slash. Yeah. There's all- and Jaden is like, for all like for all we know, Jaden should be older than Tansy because she's the company intern. Right. Yeah. Right. To make a long story short, the company, their future is in the crapper. So they have a meeting with that guy, Tommy, who we learn is like the trustee for the company for the company and like the interim CEO. He just wants to sell out. He does not want to be there. It's so clear from like the moment he is introduced that he is the bad guy in this yeah. movie. But it's like, is he even the bad guy? Like the quote I don't, unquote bad guy. Uh, I, it just doesn't make sense. Like if he has that much sway and these girls are like this dumb, then he should be able to just put on a blitz of like, we need to sell the company. Instead, he's like, you know what? I'll tank the company and then sell it. (laughs) Makes no sense. (coughs) Yeah, he's like, without Victor Marchetta, there is no Marchetta Cosmetics. Do you want to inherit a tanking company? Or we could sell it to Fabiella. Now, Fabiella is apparently their dad's arch nemesis, worst enemy. There was nothing particularly villainous about her. Yeah, she just no, seems she like seems a savvy nice. businesswoman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, listen, they went into her office and and they got. I'll take a chai tea. They got chai teas. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> We're not talking about this yet. Chai tea. This offer to sell would leave each of them, each of them, one hundred million dollars. It's so weird too because, like, okay, say hypothetically the ceo is like or you know the ceo realizes that uh tansy and ava don't want to sell the company they want to try and keep it going despite the fact that tansy is in high school and ava has no business acumen well as we saw later in the movie they have they don't have voting power (laughs) Like, like the shareholders can just sell the company out from under them anyways so, like, what? why doesn't he just sell the company and give them $100 million each? 
Because yes. the girls have no power. They have no power. <laughs> they have their name. It just makes no sense for them to tank the stock to 60 million, like tank the stock 40% and then sell the company. I just don't understand. This is not succession is <laughs> what we're saying. Yeah. The plot makes no sense. The girls don't want to sell. They care more about daddy's legacy. I also have. No, Ava, I feel like Ava is indifferent. Oh yeah, Ava's pretty indifferent. Tansy doesn't want to sell. Tansy is the one who doesn't want to sell. She's in high school. You can't do anything. (laughs) Ava's like $100 million. I could finance an independent movie, which no, invest your money. (laughs) What? I don't understand. Also, I have a thing about like, grown women calling their father daddy don't love it (laughs) you have a thing (laughs) i just i don't love it okay um and then they just randomly start screening charities for some unexplained reason like that doesn't mean anything really it just serves as a plot device to introduce us to henry who is a pro bono lawyer yeah is that a charity i guess like in a very loose sense of the word, like being a pro bono, like a public defender. I feel like, again, this is me just like making shit up. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like he probably like is associated with a charity because a lot of like a pro bono lawyer can (laughs) volunteer their time. Stop making things up. (laughs) Making this make sense to me because it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Um, okay. So they both make fun of him immediately because he seems poor. <laughs> His suit is from Men's Warehouse. Now, Sam, you have some suits from Men's Warehouse, and they are, you know, they're decent suits. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. I didn't get married in them. That's true. Yeah. Bonobos, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by Bonobos. <laughs> And then Tansy tells him to put um, Preparation H under his eyes to help with the puffiness. Now, I feel like that has been debunked since as like being a good idea. I don't even know what Preparation H is. It's like hemorrhoid cream. Oh, fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like you're not supposed to do that anymore. I probably wouldn't have done that then or now. (laughs) No, that sounds terrible. So don't listen to Tansy. Yeah. Again, she's in high school. (laughs) Yes. So. <laughs> but she's a chemist, a budding chemist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we cut to this, what I dubbed as a random red carpet event, because again, there's no like prior, like there's no explanation of what this event is until we are inside of it. And I then, think even inside, it's so unclear what the event is. It's some kind of like in memoriam. Yeah, but like, if we think that, by your logic, the dad has been dead for... T- like, it made it seem like the dad literally just died. Like, why are they so sad? I don't know. Because I don't know. grief works in mysterious ways, Sam, and it never goes away, okay? Maybe maybe it's just all really triggering. We can go with that. Um, On the red carpet, they say, Hi, we're the Marchetta sisters, and you're watching E. Yeah. The questions they get on the carpet are about, you know, Ava's engagement. Their toned bodies. How do they do it? Their dad's legacy. What does it mean to them? It's all very surface. Mm-hmm. Um, Fabiella is at this event again. She seems cool. I'm not. A, I'm. I don't hate her. Yeah, she caters to an older crowd. 
and and uh, the the Marchetta brand caters to the Gen Y crowd. This I <laughs> I died during that line because I'm like, oh my gosh, was this movie made like pre like millennial being the coined term? No, I feel like millennial was the coined term at this point. It was 2006. But like, why would she say Gen Y? I don't know. I do. I can't answer that. Are they supposed to make a point that she's like that old? Yeah, she's just out of touch. Yeah, and then Tommy kind of like whisks them away. Then we get the sort of in memoriam part of the event where they're just really, really crying. You should have used daddy's waterproof mascara. Um, I do have a take issue with the fact. So here's the first time we get the trust, the trustee's full name. And his name is Tommy Katzenbaum. Very like Jewish coded. And I don't love that mm, in yeah. terms of like the, you know, greedy Jew stereotype villain character, really gross, really just like not happy with the way that that exists. I was like, oh, they really did that. They really did the cheapest thing they could do here. Why couldn't he just be like Tommy Smith? That's an innocuous name. It could. It, that is a very innocuous name. Katzenbaum. Yeah. It's like they put cats and like the bot. Like they did. They, they doubled up. They like doubled down they t- on like the Jewish coding of his name. Yep. Ew. That's that is what I have to say for that. Just love me some anti-Semitic tropes. We also meet some of Ava and Tansy's friends, and I'm air quoting right now because they're all just like terrible, self-absorbed people who are more into their gift bags than what is happening. I don't understand the gift bags. Like, they just came from a meeting where Tommy told them basically the company is in a really bad place, and yet here they are giving everybody a cell phone. (laughs) This makes no sense. Yes, and cell phones with video capabilities. Yeah. You can watch TV on your phone. I can't uh, I can barely watch TV on my phone now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that more has to do with the phone than yeah. the ability. And what do you know? They're all obsessed with their TV phones and on the news there is an expose happening in real time as the sisters are making a speech in memory of their dad. Yeah, what is this supposed to be? Like a dateline? <laughs> like, what is this? I just seem like, like it's the local be, news. It's gotta, yeah, it's got to be like 11 o'clock at night, like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, one of their night creams is bad. It's making people have these like horrific skin reactions. Everyone starts freaking out. The stock is going to tank. Run, girls, run. Yeah, run. <laughs> Like a natural disaster is happening. Run, get out of here. Go. (laughs) Save yourself. Yes. And for two of LA's most celebrated socialites, life is about to change. So then they're back in their mansion. They're all alone. How do regular people deal with this? Which is confusing to me because aren't they always like alone in that? Like who else is supposed to be there with them? Or are they just like never home? Um, Whatever. Not important. They pass the time by doing a sister spa night. Tansy makes a mask with rose water, tea tree oil, and avocado. Hashtag chemistry. Yeah, is that a good mask? I think it's doing different things. Like each ingredient is doing something entirely (laughs) different. But sure. And Ava's like, you're so good at this, Tansy. I don't have any real skills. (laughs) 
But Tansy's like, yes, you do. You can command a room. You should take over Marchetta. No, that's no, that's not enough skill <laughs> to and, take over Marchetta. No, and, then, and then again, it's like their conversations go from zero to 100 so quickly. Ava's like, don't say Marchetta. Don't say the Marchetta name. I don't want to hear it. And we see some nail polish remover spill, which is a telltale sign that something bad is about to happen. There's candles lit all around them. This escalates once we see that there are like people protesting outside of their house. Yeah, apparently their house is like close enough to the curb where even though there's a gate, people can still throw eggs and hit the window just dead on. Yeah. Yeah, so people are egging the house and protesting and Tansy is never going to get into college now. Not everything is about you, Tansy. Oh, cue a fight and a fire. Yeah. Ava lights a cigarette. It conveniently falls into the into the spilled nail polish remover. And there's like also like tissues everywhere. And it's just, that is it. They don't know what to do. They just kind of start throwing stuff at it, like blankets and pillows. They're like, smother it. But it gets really big really quickly. So then they manage to kind of like run through their mansion, load up their car with their most valuable belongings, and then they just drive away. Yeah, they don't call 911. No. (laughs) Um, They they just just, flee. Yeah, they flee. And this can't be the only, you're telling me the only car they have is this convertible? (laughs) Like, why, why can't they put their stuff in a larger vehicle? You're so right. Like, the whole car issue seems ridiculous. If they're that rich... Yeah, to only have one car. To only have one car. Between the two, there's two people who can drive it. Yes. Plot <laughs> yeah. hole. Oh, did you, did we plot, I mean, one of many, I guess. Any of these things can be, could have been a plot hole earlier. This entire movie is a plot hole. Yeah, it is just one big plot hole. So then they go to some schmancy hotel, but oh no, their credit card has been declined. They have been cut off their accounts have been closed (laughs) the lady behind the i feel like this has happened in something we've watched before too because i remember it was lizzie mcguire was it in oh yeah it was the episode where gordo gets a credit card you're so right yeah because the lady who works at the hotel just takes out scissors and starts cutting up the credit card yeah i feel like i'm being gaslit like this is something that now that we've seen it twice i'm like wait is this a danger of of like something that might happen to me like my card gets declined and then someone else just cuts it up oh my goodness thank god for self-checkout jeez (laughs) i know and they talk to tommy basically the company is in trouble you are now poor is the conversation There's an emergency board meeting the following day at four o'clock. And where are they to go now but to go to Inez, the housekeeper's house. And they're, okay, they're just so, can you imagine anyone being this dumb? It's very difficult for me to do that, yeah. Because so they pull up in front of Inez's apartment. Inez is very clearly not wealthy and lives in what is depicted as like a rougher area of LA because of course right of course that's what's going to happen here Mm -hmm. and these girls get out of their car they leave the car on like keys still in the ignition and they tell these two random guys keys are in the car believing 
that they are valets. Yeah. And then these two guys just steal their car. Yeah, shocker. There was such a heavy-handed moment right before that, too, where these guys are talking about their own, like, shitbox of a car. And be like, man, we really need a new ride. Wow, what fortuitous timing for them. Inside, they are talking to, you know, Inez. They are going to be able to crash with her. Fortunate for them because they went from Tiffany to Target in one night. Inez apparently has two daughters that they just never knew about who live in Colombia with her mother. Um, because haven't you ever heard of post 9-11 migration delays? Which was such a jarring thing to hear. A big like middle finger to George W. Bush right there. Yeah, I guess so. But if it seems like her dad or the I guess the kid the the girl's dad, like the the Mar- Victor Marchetta had like some something of a soft spot for Inez because Inez has inherited all of their old belongings. So like if he really cared about her that much and he's that rich, couldn't he pull some strings? Just saying. Yeah. And it sounds like that was the plan. Like your father was supposed to help me get my daughters here, but he just never did. Yeah. What a jerk. (laughs) What a jerk. (laughs) Yes. So then they're sleeping in the bedroom that Inez has prepared for her daughters. And it is all of, Ava and Tansy's old stuff because, you know, daddy gave the housekeeper all of their hand-me-downs because she is poor. Let us not forget that Inez is poor, that she needs handouts from a rich white man. And again, I just think like the random Spanish in these scenes is so strange and it just, it just takes me out of it every time it happens. And what else is happening here? Oh, Ava is still thinks she's announcing her engagement tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, but Mick is ghosting her. She's been ghosted real hard. Ghosted so hard. He's not answering any of her messages. Her and Tansy have another like zero to 100 fight here that I don't, I didn't even take enough notes on it, honestly, to remember what triggered it, but it happens. Yeah, they're never, <laughs> uh, I, I also didn't take notes on it, but for some reason, Tansy is never talking to Ava again. And this lasts all of like 30 seconds. Yes. Um, the next morning, Inez is like, some of us have to work for a living. Don't burn down the house. Like she's off to work, um, with some sick burns on the way out. I noticed here that there's like a lot of cross imagery in this film. I don't know if you caught that too. I didn't, I wasn't looking at that. No, there's like a wall of crosses in Inez's home. Mm. And then also like Ava is often wearing like a really large oversized cross as well which is just interesting to note. They have clothes to wear still, fortunately, because again, all of their hand-me-downs went to Inez. Even though like we learn at the end of the movie that her children are like way too, they're like little still. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're, they've got to be like 10 or 10 or younger. Yes. So Inez is just like hoarding, stockpiling all of their old clothes for the future. They realize that their car is gone and oh my God, they have to take the bus, which is just so rude. Friends don't let friends take public transportation, but Mick is still not answering the phone. They don't realize that they have to pay for the bus. Like some of the things that happen in this movie are just not even like, like are rich people that out of touch with like mainstream society? They have to know that they have to pay for the bus. That's wild. 
it's not a school bus. Even I, you have to pay for the school bus too. There's no free bus. <laughs> <laughs> taxes pay for the school bus, but they probably don't pay taxes. So then they're walking to the engagement party from the bus stop. It seems like a very painful walk in their high heels. Well, it seems like they got off the bus at the wrong stop for no reason. <laughs> yes, that's true. That also happened. Uh, um, but then they arrive to the engagement party. And guess what? They're not on the list. Um, they see one of their friends up on the balcony who was at the party earlier. We learned here that his name is Etienne. That is the first time we get his name and the last time we see him in this movie. Well, I mean, this is instance number two of him being a bad friend. So, you know, good riddance, I guess, to Etienne. We get the line, Etienne was going to go straight for us, which is cool. Oh, geez. I didn't even get that. What the heck? Why is he ghosting us now? And Mick's agent ultimately comes outside and tells Ava that she's a liability now. Long Island is about to shoot into the top 10. And you're out. No engagement is off. The end. Yeah. Her response is that she risked her life to save her dress. So karma. And then she throws her ring into a bush. They storm away. Yeah, they have to get to a meeting. She doesn't really like grieve this relationship outside of like the embarrassing moment. Yeah, no, she gets over this so fast. Then they're at their emergency meeting. Everything is bad. Retailers have returned 90% of the shipments and the stock has tanked. And guess what though? Fabiella still still has an offer, but it's now 60 cents on the dollar for all private stocks. So basically what that means is they're $1 million. Ooh, sorry. $100 million each just became $60 million each. Oh no. I feel so sad. I feel so bad for them. (laughs) Oh my God. The audacity. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's a generous offer, all things considered, according to according to Tommy. And if all goes well, the Marchetta name will disappear quietly into the night. That he is encouraging them to take it. Again, like you said, the girls have no power or sway when it comes to this. Like at the end of the day, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, because this is the scene where there's a big like shareholder vote. And, um, you know, their big plan is like, oh, well, we'll just see the testing file and poke a hole in whatever happened. And it doesn't matter. Like the, the company was voted out from under them. Yeah. But the, the vote gets pushed out a month. So they have 30 days. That's the thing. Like if they are, if they don't have, if they don't have like majority share of the company i feel like they could be squeezed out like there's really no reason for them to be at the company at all exactly nonsense it's so it's also pointless yeah and the girls are kind of sus that this happened because they're like daddy wasn't perfect but getting things right was so important to him so they immediately think that something is up and then they leave the offices And they kind of like sneak out behind one of the cars and the parking guy, who at some point we learn his name is Rick, helps them kind of sneak away. And I wrote here that I just don't buy into the premise that like they're the type of people who would be being like chased around by paparazzi. Like why? Why is this happening? Yeah, I don't I don't really buy it either. 
Yeah. Especially considering one of them is supposed to be in high school. Like, go to school. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm what are almost, you doing? I'm almost wondering, and now you're going to yell at me because I'm doing it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> but maybe she's not in high school. Maybe she wants to go to college. Maybe she had a gap year. Maybe, maybe she, she had a gap year. Will you stop this? <laughs> what are you doing right now? Everything points to her being in high school right now. It does, but I'm just rewriting this movie what? in real time. Oh, my God. It doesn't make sense, so I'm making it make sense. So as they run away, Ava falls and her heel breaks, which is just a disaster. The parking attendant guy saves them in his Jeep, and he never believes what he reads in the papers. He doesn't just judge them based on who they are. This is where we learn his name is Rick. This is where I say, like, Mick and Rick, really? (laughs) (laughs) They didn't want to think about it too hard. Yeah, we really got to enunciate. Really bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And then I don't know when it was decided that they would go to the free legal legal clinic um, along the way, but somehow they just end up there. Yeah, they need a free lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, but you're rich. Yeah. They so yeah. This is where Henry comes back into the, into the picture, and his um, his first reaction is pretty similar to how we're reacting now. He's like, "Oh, you'll only get sixty million dollars. Oh, what a bummer for you! Like this clinic is for people who actually like can't afford legal services and need my help." And then it just turns out he's so horny <laughs> that he'll do whatever Ava tells him to do. Pretty much. They say in this scene, quote, our privilege got taken away from us, which is like one of the most cringy lines I have ever heard in a movie. And he is like, you know, you don't seem to really need a lawyer. You seem to need a PI to look into this, but they cost the money. So maybe you should get a job. And they should have like, if they are modeling and doing these things in like a you know job capacity like they should have been getting a paycheck that's so true like they should have money what happened to the money they had all all belongs to the company apparently maybe they're just like victims of a system where like they have been exploited okay stop stop nope 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 we're not doing this we're moving (laughs) no no not to say that they aren't like the cringiest, most privileged white girls who are now like crying poor, but they love their dad so much. And their dad clearly did not teach them anything in terms of like business savvy. Yeah, no, they're in no position to take over the company. No. They're arguably in worse position than any of the people in succession. And the people in succession already seem pretty unqualified generally to take over that company. You're so right. Yeah. That's all I mean. I'm not like victimizing them in terms of like how they're behaving in this movie. I just mean like in the grand scheme, they were really just not brought up in a way mm-hmm. that would make them capable of being businesswomen. No. That's all I'm saying. So then they tr- go to an employment office to try to get a job. They don't have resumes. Their typing skills seem limited to their sidekicks. And they are told that they need an unemployment agency. So now there's just so many layers in terms of like, really, maybe this, (laughs) you're going (laughs) to, sorry, maybe Material Girls is in fact 
a commentary on capitalism. Can we stop? And the ways in which. Why are you doing this? For these reactions specifically. Oh my God. You said you wanted to keep this short and now you're just like, you know, creating hypothetical situations that aren't, there's no evidence of any of this. There's not. So this leads to them complaining about how unemployment works, which is also another really like cringy moment. Yeah. These two like rich white girls who benefit from every privilege, just like there's so many layers to the different things that they do in this movie to what's the word I'm looking for here. There's all of these systems and like these systems do are objectively like not great in terms of who they actually serve and what they're trying to do. And they're like under underfunded and like all of these things are true, but like you are not supposed to be benefiting from these things. And the fact that you're trying to is just so like indicative of your lack of awareness and just like grotesque privilege. Yeah, even if they weren't rich, they wouldn't be eligible for unemployment here, I don't think. Yeah. No. Because you have to have, like, had a job and then lost a job and then, like, have been actively looking for a job for a period of time, and they've done none of these things. No. Then they're back at Inez's, and, like, Inez should definitely kick them out because they just, like, trash her place and demean her work. Yeah, Inez should make them go live with their mom. Yes. (laughs) Or I guess Ava's like a full adult. Like, <laughs> get your own place, girl. Get your own place. Yeah. So then they clean. It goes poorly. And Tansy has an epiphany. They should become investigators. Then they won't have to pay anyone. They can just do it themselves. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect solution. Yeah. Good luck. She's wearing sensible shoes here and she just starts like jumping around awkwardly in them and calling them her investigator shoes. It was very uncomfy. Then we're back at the office. Fabiella wants to speak to the girls face-to-face. The girls then disguise themselves as the cleaning staff. I don't know why. <laughs> like, what What reason? Because when you're an investigator, you have to be in a disguise. You have to go disguise. undercover. Yeah, no, you can only investigate from an undercover position. Yes. Tansy really leans into it. She's wearing, like, an obscene amount of lip liner. Yeah, they can't just ask for the test files because you they can't trust anybody. Yes. So they go they go undercover. They Except run into Rick. Yeah, they run into Rick. <laughs> Except Rick. Rick is trustworthy for no reason. And at first you're like, why is he in the building? Why is he at Tommy's office? He is able to break into Tommy's office with a bobby pin. They make a comment here where they're try- they don't know how to break in because they're not gangbangers. Like, what the hell? Like, there's just so much unnecessary, like, racist yeah. content in this movie. Don't worry, though. Rick has had his juvie moments. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> what past are you hiding, Rick? <laughs> and then even they're like, Rick, why are you here? And we learn, we learn in this moment, and th- this is so sad. This is, this character... I don't understand you, Rick. He He's not a parking attendant. He's a lab tech. So he's a chemist. And oh my God, Tansy wants to be a chemist too. And they're like, wait, then why do you park our car? And he's like, because I'm a nice guy. That's weird, Rick. <laughs> in all fairness, like why is Rick hanging out in the parking lot so much? Rick, go to work. Jeez. <laughs> Tansy, go to school. Rick, go to work. Everybody stop doing what you're doing. It's weird. 
And then we get this like nonsensical sequence of events where, so they trigger the <laughs> alarm. <laughs> the alarm goes off. And then there are just like dogs. Yeah, there's just dogs. <laughs> like, yeah, dogs are now like have been set loose. The hounds are loose. <laughs> And they're after them. They're trapped in the building. Whatever will they do? And that's it's like their dogs. Like, what, why are their own dogs coming after them? Yeah, apparently there had been a lot of break-ins. So they have dogs now to guard the lab. And now there's all of these dogs who want to rip their faces off. Um, while this is happening, Tansy and Rick are like flirting over chemistry. It's such a chaotic scene, truly. That ends with them dumpster diving. And this is where it hits me. If Rick is a lab tech and Tansy is a college applicant, then there is an age gap here. Huge age gap and she's <laughs> underage. That I am not comfortable <laughs> with. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 100%. I hate this. And is this movie still PG? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait till we haven't even gotten to the, the, the other part yet. Oh my God. Okay. Now we're at Fabiella's. Hillary Duff says chai tea. I'll take a chai tea. It's the closest I've ever come to canceling her. <laughs> and I just needed to take a beat. Would you like to elaborate on why that is? Why, why is chai tea incorrect? Okay. And look, I, to be fair, I am like the whitest white girl, but you can't call it chai tea. Any person would tell you that because, because chai means tea. So you're saying tea tea. It's so annoying. anyways i don't need to go into the etymology of chai but you're saying tea tea when you say chai tea is implied get it together so yeah this is a business meeting with fabiella and fabiella takes them into a spa which apparently she has at her uh office and she really is pushing for them to just take the deal and then for some reason, in addition to the $60 million that they'll, they'll get, Fabiella will then pay for their college and uh, wherever they want to go travel because they clearly need her assistance in that area. Um, and in addition, she wants them to be the face of her new line, which is also their new line because they're all one company now. You want to be a chemist? Be my chemist. You want to travel? Travel. Honestly, it sounds like a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, take the deal. Take the deal. <laughs> Jeez, stop stop doing what you're doing. You're not an investigator. <laughs> but then they're investigating. Because if dad did it, we sell. But if he didn't do it, we fight. I mean, Ava's into the deal. Um, it's always Tansy who's like, no. Yeah, and it's like Ava is really depicted as like the sellout. But like Ava's not wrong, which is confusing. So then they're all now like investigating. By all, it's Tansy and Ava and Inez and Rick are helping as well. And, oh my gosh, they're going through these files? Not one person had long-lasting side effects. Something is sus. Their gut was correct. So then Ava, by herself, goes back to Henry, the lawyer. And this is one of my least favorite scenes, I think, ever. (laughs) There's like this, like, awkward flirting like attempted banter situation happening it's very supposed to be like sexually charged but it's not yeah she's like oh look at your books do you like to read He's like i like to read yeah he's like i do like to read (laughs) (laughs) 
And she fills him in on the situation. This thing is screwier than Courtney Love was was a good quote. Um, And insists that someone fabricated the testimonials. And Henry's like, yeah, but like you don't have proof. Except, wait, Tansy does have proof. Because guess what? The testimonial lady in the scandal video, in the expose, is the same person. Yeah, she recognized that cheek and chin. Yeah, from the TiVo eczema special. (laughs) So weird. And you know where she needs to go now? She needs to go to KLAE, the TV station. Yeah, she needs to find this woman. To find this person. And confront her. Yes, because every every TV station would have the like release papers for yeah. anyone who was on the air. And again, this like so this is so the thought process here and the execution of this these next couple scenes is I don't even have a word for how bad it is. Yeah, it's a bad it's a bad look it's all around. It's a bad around. look, it's a bad scene, it's very strange. Yes, so Tansy arrives at the television station. She is dressed in a pretty, like, suggestive, revealing way. Yeah, no, she's there to flat out, like, seduce the front desk guy. Yes, like, short skirt, boobs out. take the sign-in sheet. This is the strategy. This is the way to go. She needs to get the release forms. She is going to objectify herself to do it. It works. Uh, We flash back in the middle of this to Ava still awkwardly flirting with Henry. They're eating pizza together, and she's never had such delicious, shitty pizza before. She learns that he was a debate team nerd in high school. He learns that she's gained two pounds since she's been poor. (laughs) This is where we get the mom backstory, because the whole time I'm like, "Where's, where's their mom? Um, And her mom, their mom, just like fled the country, ran away, married an Egyptian prince. Yes, and? (laughs) And changed her name. Yes. I don't want to say it. Changed her name to what? I don't want to say it. This is the one thing that actually happened and you're not saying it in this movie. I don't want to say it. This is like something that like definitively happened in the script. (laughs) It's just so bad. It's not a conjecture. It actually happened. You say it. All right. She changed her name to Isis. <laughs> Oof. I get that Isis is like an Egyptian goddess, but like that did not age well. No, it did not. <laughs> yeah. Then she freaks out over a cat. She thinks it's like a rodent, but it's very clearly a cat. And so then their, they're fighting. Their mom has money. She married an Egyptian prince. <laughs> yeah, but they're not in touch. But they could be. They like, could. I, it's so unclear why they're not. They were abandoned. So, yes, Ava freaks out over a cat. They're fighting now. He tells her, you're all frosting and no cupcake. Oof. And then he says, as she's walking away, this is so unhinged, that she's, like, storming out. And he's, like, because there's this moment right before where they're, like, getting close. And it's, like, will they kiss? And he yells at her as she storms off. Good thing I didn't kiss you. You would have needed a tetanus shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're not a very um, healthy couple. Um, I don't predict that they will last long in in the real world. No. Did not mention that in the previous scene. Sorry, my notes got a little chaotic. Tansy does get caught. And between 
that scene and the Ava scene. Apparently, law enforcement is called, and Tansy winds up in a jail cell. Oh, yes. Stating that she is not a hooker while in a jail cell with, you know, actual sex workers. Including Dot Marie Jones. Including Dot Marie Jones. You did not tell me that there was going to be a bonus Lizzie McGuire appearance here. I did not. I did not remember. And Dot Marie Jones accuses <laughs> accuses Tansy of being a, a fancy prostitute. <laughs> this is just so wild. And um, bail is set at $20,000. What? Ava's like, what? $20,000? Wherever will I get that? But Henry's like, I don't know. The bail bond place? Yeah, she's like freaking out about the like, honestly, she's right when it comes, like bail should be abolished. Like not wrong. Like that's the thing is like sometimes there are lines in here that are like, it's like the angle is cringy but like what you're actually saying is not wrong because she's like yelling about how like how can people who are in jail afford bail what is wrong with the justice system and that's where i'm like is this movie supposed to be a subversive t- <laughs> i can't even say these lines with a straight face anymore and she's like i don't have collateral and then he's like look at the twenty thousand dollars on your wrist right now that's oh but Daddy's- that's yeah, that's daddy's. You've never cared about your dad this entire movie. Now you have a sentimental attachment to the watch. Yeah, and he's like, but it's your sister. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Tansy is really kind of rocking the jail life. She's made friends with the other three prostitutes and she's teaching them all about skincare. Yeah, she's teaching them how to exfoliate, which, like, is so, like, excuse me, like, the idea. That these ladies would need to be taught by a teenager on how to do their makeup and take care of themselves. I don't buy it. Yeah. So wait, so they bail her out. We're back at Inez's apartment and she just freaks out. Yeah, she's basically their mom. Yeah. And she was Who am very I worried. if not your mother? <laughs> like what? Yeah, these girls mean everything more than her own daughters. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. There's also like a throwaway line where I'm like, did Tansy get a tattoo in jail (laughs) here? I don't see how that would be possible in the five minutes she spent in jail. (laughs) Very weird. So much, again, the racism and the classism that's like pervasive in this movie is like really distressing to me. Like then the next, the next day. So now they have the name of the person who is from the videos, the testimonial lady. So now they're off to see her. They're taking Route 17. Quote, how ghetto is that? Oof. What? Yeah. Um, they spend the entire ride talking about Henry and Rick and how hot they are and how hot each other is for their <laughs> respective man. Bechdel test fail. <laughs> <laughs> Tansy likes Henry a lot more than Mick, which is a low bar to clear. It was like, I like him too. Henry takes me seriously. I'm like, does he? Uh, yeah, he ridicules you at every turn. <laughs> he literally told you you're all frosting and no cupcake. Yeah, he basically uses every word besides stupid to call you stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it kind of like transitions into, you know who else took me seriously? Daddy. And I used to resent that, but now I'm grateful for it. Like this whole idea that growing up, Ava was like the responsible one and like the dependable one. I don't buy that. 
I don't buy it either. And there's, there's no way that's there's true. There's no evidence. There's nothing built into no, the zero, character zero, to, zero percent chance. to indicate that. And then Tansy's like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes I wish daddy was like a little harder on me. Like she was like the spoiled younger child. I don't know. It was like meant to be meaningful. Yeah, this backstory did not vibe with the rest of the movie no. and just came out of nowhere. And it was on. I did not ask for this. No. Then they talked to eczema lady who says the company paid for her reconstructive surgery and is being really evasive about seeing pictures of her from before the surgery. Yeah, no, she's clearly lying she's the entire so time. She's so sus. She says she has to go to church and just abruptly makes them leave. Ava's immediately ready to quit. She's like, <laughs> this is over. <laughs> the world is not fair. I mean, if any, Ava's always the first person to be like, nope, yep, done with <laughs> this. I quit. And then out of nowhere, I mean... Someone throws a cat into the car. Yeah, the angry neighbor. He happens to know Eczema Lady because she grew up there. And her face, like her before face, was always her face. Like she was born that way. So she's a scammer. Oh my God. Breakthrough. <laughs> and very quickly, everything kind of starts to wrap up. Yeah, so they know now that because she lied that the payout obviously came from Tommy and Tommy is sus. Wow, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yeah, so they get to the reporter who broke the story, like the scandal, and was like, we have a new scandal for you. Are you ready for it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, um, everybody meet at the free... Legal clinic. Yeah, let's all just like meet at Henry's office. And everything comes out. Henry's like, I was wrong about you, Ava. You are cupcake. Ew. Yeah, no, don't love it. And Tansy's like, Well, you two just kiss already. Ew, no, pass. The intern, is her name Jaden? Yeah, her name is Jaden. Her nose has been revealed and it looks like Tansy's. This is the moment where I'm like, this whole scene felt very reminiscent to me where they're like going through the evidence and they're like making their case. It's like a second rate legally blonde in this moment. Mm -hmm. It feels very inspired by that, but does not have the punch or execution that Elle Woods has. Mm, yes. But they put it all together somehow. It's all so convoluted, like, but also so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Tommy is called out. Yeah. Um, he colluded with Fabiella a little bit. Yes. And Fabiella isn't even like trying to cover it up. She corroborates <laughs> the <laughs> truth just immediately. She's like, I never should have trusted you. Yeah. You told me you would get a good deal. She's such a Scooby-Doo villain. If it wasn't for you meddling kids, <laughs> I would have got away with it. Yes. Yeah, Jaden smacks Tommy in the face with her portfolio. Yeah, what a um, what a betrayal. And guess what? He's fired, effective immediately. Again, how do they have the power to do this? They don't they have don't. the power. They don't. They would need a majority of the shareholders to also agree. I'm I'm sure they would in this case, but also like he can be fired and they'll still sell the company <laughs> because yeah, because um, as Tommy said in the beginning, the company is going nowhere. <laughs> All he ever wanted, though, was an office in Century City. <laughs> oh, just aim high, my friend. An office in Century City. You you got it. He wanted one in the Century City Mall. <laughs> right next to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we get that now. Yeah. And then that's it. I mean, that is how the movie wraps up. We then cut to six months later for a sort of like epilogue situation. Yes. Ava is apparently running the company with the intern on her tail that now looks like Ava. I don't know if you caught that that was the same intern. It, I did catch that it was the same intern. So I guess I, my my assumption was that she's now been hired. Um, and I did not catch that she now looks like Ava. Um, but that would not surprise me. Yeah, it was the same. Like her hair was now brown and very like bump it tall mm. the way that Haley Duff's is in this movie. Mm-hmm. We see that Ava and Henry are together. Comes in and he's like, hey, sexy. She's like, these men wear her suits are really doing it for me now. Oh, geez. And it's gross. Then we get a shot of Tansy and Rick together in the lab, making out too. Tansy, go to college. What are you Problematic (laughs) on so many levels. And the only redeemable character in this story, Inez, she gets her daughters at the end of the day. Yeah, unclear how. Like, I guess that, I guess the migration just solved itself. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to tie the kids being there to the Marchetta sisters. But they somehow managed to because there is a moment early in the movie where Ava's like, I want to help you get your girls. I want to finish what my dad started. I don't believe that she did that. If anybody did it, it's Henry. And I and, yeah. and Henry's interacted with uh, Inez, I believe, zero times. I don't think they ever interact in the movie. Yeah. And then we see a ad for their next campaign. And guess what? They are affordable exclamation point now. That is the lesson of this movie. Yeah. They were poor. They roughed it out. And now they want to make more affordable products for the masses. <laughs> The end. The end. Oh, my God. Ugh. Wow, what a journey we took. I know. It always goes longer than I want it to. Well, whose fault is that? <laughs> Ours. Uh, no, I, it, I think it's at least 65% <laughs> your fault. It's like, on the one hand, I really want to believe that this movie was like a tongue-in-cheek satire, but it definitely wasn't. It took itself way too seriously. Yeah, no, they, these girls, you're supposed to both like empathize and sympathize with them. And it's very difficult to. Is there an MVP in this movie? The MVP in this movie. Oh my God. Uh, geez, that's a real hard call because even the redeemable, the characters who like do, you know, somewhat noble things, just balance it out with really weird things like we could talk to rick who helps them actually get the file that proved uh that you know helped get them on their investigative journey but then we remember that he's kind of like i don't know predatory and it's weird like i don't know i can't i can't make rick the mvp and henry you know stick to your principles man i don't don't respect you (laughs) it has to be inez right no the the mvp here is Jaden for just (laughs) for just straight up smacking Tommy across the face, which everybody should have done much earlier. So you know what? MVP, Jaden, the intern, uh, congratulations. You're the MVP of Material Girls. That's 
like two lines in the entire movie. <laughs> I love that. I'll double down. Oh, you'll double I'll down. Do- I'll double you down. agree? You're not going with it? I thought you would go with Inez, but you're also going with Jaden the intern. Yeah, I'll, I'll double down because Inez just, I don't know. Oh, but then but then Jaden is also creepy. Why does she want to <laughs> reconstruct her face? No, I can't think about it too much. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> can't think about it. I feel like Inez is like the only like not problematic character, but the way that they characterize her is problematic. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say there? It's a um, mess. Yeah, it's a mess. For a second, it was like 100% Jaden. Now it's like a 51% Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I just want to move on. <laughs> a material, a material, a material girl. That's so mean. That's so Okay, I think that's enough. Uh, me too. I don't even want to talk about outfits. They were all bad. Oh, yeah. No, I would not have worn any of these outfits. It was like, I don't know. It was, I don't even know what these outfits, they were like, they weren't that fancy. They were just kind of like brighter. They were like normal clothes, but clashy colors and boas. Yeah. 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 A lot of feathers. A lot lot of feathers. Yeah. (laughs) That was Material Girls. I honestly think the 4% is generous. It's very generous. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know who gave it 44% of the, you know, among the audience. Like, I don't know what they're seeing that we're not. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is the first thing that we've watched that I feel like I have to apologize for. (laughs) (laughs) How convenient of your apology to come at the end (laughs) after everybody's already listened. I know. I feel bad. I'm like, did you miss us? Well, here we are. (laughs) Like the worst movie in Hilary Duff's filmography. Ooh, both claim this is the worst movie in the filmography. We haven't even seen all the movies. I mean, it's bad. I don't know. I don't even I don't even feel the need to defend it in any way, shape, or form. Damn, the fact that her IMDB has the first two episodes of the reboot in it is just so upsetting. Oh, and the pilot was called 13 going on 30. I mean, we've seen quite we gotta go back and do Casper meets Wendy. Oh wow! That that should have been. We really missed. We missed our window for that. That should have been during spooky season. Yeah, we're already into uh, the holiday season now. Yeah, like let's see. We did a Cinderella story. We did raise your voice. We did the perfect man. We did the cheaper by the dozens. Now we did Material Girls. Let's see the next movie. I don't know what Stay Cool is. It's not War Inc. I don't know what War Inc. is. Oh my gosh. I pride myself on having seen every Hilary Duff. War Inc. I mean, she, well, actually, she's built close to the top. So this movie stars both Cusacks, John and Joan, oh, as well as Marissa boy. Tomei, uh, Dan Aykroyd. Ben Kingsley is apparently in this movie. Um, apparently, there's another Cusack named Bill. Who the heck are you, Bill Cusack? I don't want to watch this. This is like. Uh, this is uh, this is like war propaganda. A corporation hires a professional assassin to pose as its trade show representative, who must organize the wedding of a Middle Eastern pop star, which will allow him to kill a Middle Eastern politician. I don't want to watch this. Hillary Duff plays a character named Yannicka Baby Yeah. 
she must play the f- no oh no does, does she that mean play the she... middle eastern pop star <laughs> yeah does that make her the middle eastern pop star hillary duff <laughs> there are just things that i don't want to know it's like i'll it's like did i just learn that uh yeah i think we just learned we just learned this just now wikipedia has confirmed for me it will be a wedding for Yannicka Baby Yeah, Hilary Duff, an oversexed Central Asian pop star. No. <laughs> oh my God. What was worse? This or I'll take a chai tea. No, this is this is worse. Are we gonna keep this? Uh maybe. I don't know. Should we should we wrap this up? Yeah, can we stop? I'm before hungry. we learn any other distressing. <laughs> yeah, before we learn worse things. Yes. That was raise your oh my god. <laughs> well, so that this was, was not Sam broke me. <laughs> that was material girls. <laughs> if you listen to this, I'm sorry. We're really we're really running on fumes here. But we are going to make a plan and we will be back on the up and up in the new year. In the new. Oh, you're just calling this year already? Not necessarily. Yeah, we can, we, we, we can try to redeem ourselves. Maybe we can do another album review. Who knows? Those are less controversial or maybe more. Depends what Ivan has to say. Oh, is, we're bringing Ivan back for that. All right. Yeah, he's our musical correspondent. Oh, I don't know if he knows that. <laughs> I, I think we all just learned that just now, that Ivan is the musical correspondent. Um, he'll be thrilled, though. Yeah, so, you know, if you are like, there has to be better content than this. There was. We reviewed it. You can catch that either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfitrepeaters, or on any platform where podcasts are available. Yes, and as always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter and email us at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts or ideas, clearly we could use them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll take any thoughts or ideas that you have. Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. We'll be back with, who knows? <laughs> okay.